you need to make sure that your website is optimized for search engines so that your potential customers can actually find it. Because unless your website is optimized for search engines, you are drastically, and I mean drastically limiting, the reach and effectiveness of your most powerful marketing tool. Hey there, you're listening to the Priority Pursuit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and leaders define, maintain, and pursue both their personal and business priorities so they can build lives and businesses that they love. I'm your host, Victoria Rayburn, and today, guys, we are discussing something that I am particularly passionate about, how to optimize your website for search engines. Now, if you tuned into episode 103, where Kelly and I broke down the flywheel marketing method, which is the marketing strategy we found to be the most effective for small businesses, you know that SEO is part of step two of the flywheel marketing method, which is building a strong foundation with a strategically built SEO optimized website. Now, Kelly, the team, and I already covered how to build a strategic website in episode 104, which I highly recommend going back and listening to so that you can make sure your current or your next website functions exactly how it's supposed to. And so you can meet more of the Tree Frog team. Jen and Angel joined us for the show and it was just lots of fun. But anyway, today we are going to cover the SEO side of the flywheel strategy. In other words, I am going to explain exactly what we do to help our clients rank well on Google, both when we launch new websites on their behalf and as we maintain their content marketing strategies. Now, before we get into how to optimize your website for search engines, I do want to briefly explain why SEO is a foundational piece of a successful small business marketing strategy and why I am so ever loving and passionate about this topic. First of all, if you aren't familiar with SEO, it just stands for search engine optimization, and it is simply the process that helps your website rank well on Google or on other search engines, but Google's the main one, when users conduct searches related to your products, services, or content. So in other words, SEO helps Google users find your website or content when they're in need of your products, your services, your content, or whatever you have to offer. So super easy, super fun. But anyway, for small businesses, SEO is a particularly valuable marketing tactic because when people want to intentionally look for a product or service, they use Google. In fact, 97% of people use Google when they're in need of a local product or service. This means that when most people need to purchase something or invest in a service, they go to Google. As a result, if your website doesn't appear on the first page of Google, you're missing out on business. Not because you aren't great at what you do, not because you don't serve your customers well, but simply because your ideal clients can't find your website. With this in mind, I want to make something clear. It is not enough just to have a website. Like you can't just build a pretty website and expect all your business marketing problems to be solved. You need to make sure that your website is optimized for search engines so that your potential customers can actually find it. Because unless your website is optimized for search engines, you are drastically, and I mean drastically limiting the reach and effectiveness of your most powerful marketing tool. Which again, if you've listened to our other Flywheel Marketing episodes, then you know your most powerful marketing tool is your website. So yes, you can share links to your website and to your content on social media, via email, and in countless other places, honestly. But when your website ranks well on Google, 
People can literally find your business and be added to your sales funnel when you are sleeping. In other words, SEO can result in consistent business that requires a little work on your part. And again, if you recall from our past episodes about the flywheel method, that is one of the biggest appeals of the flywheel marketing method is once you have all these pieces in place, your marketing will function as a flywheel. So you can focus on other important aspects of your business and life outside the office. Now, just in case you need a real life SEO example, I firmly believe that I was able to become a full-time wedding photographer because of SEO. In case you didn't know this, I used to be TreeFrog's content director. Then I left for five years, six years, math is escaping me at the moment, to pursue wedding photography and coach other photographers full-time. When Kelly and I realized we could better serve small business together, I decided to come back to TreeFrog. But as a wedding photographer, every year, 40% of my couples found me through Google, meaning SEO was responsible for nearly half of my income. As a result, I know firsthand that SEO helps small businesses thrive. Well, that's just one example. When we look at TreeFrog's clients' analytics, the value of SEO becomes even more clear. So for example, in June 2023 alone, 6,000 people visited Wildwood's website as a result of organic search, making Google responsible for more than half of this Texas restaurant's website traffic. So Wildwood serves some really great Southern food, Southern barbecue, if you want to check them out, Texans take note of the next time you're visiting. But anyway, essentially that's 6,000 people plus the people they were likely dining with who discovered the small business's website as they were looking for a great restaurant. Basically like they were looking for somewhere to go, somewhere to eat, and they were able to find Wildwood information. Because we know SEO can do big things for small businesses, including yours, we optimize every website we create at TreeFrog for both customer satisfaction and for search engines. So with this in mind, let's dive into how to optimize your website for search engines. In case you can't tell, super giddy about this. I just love this because again, I know it can do big things for your small business. But when it comes to SEO tasks, I like to think of these tasks in two categories. So first, these are the tasks that you need to do just once when you launch a new website. So essentially, you need to complete these tasks every time you get a new site. And then the other category are the ongoing tasks you need to complete on an ongoing basis. In this episode, we're going to focus on the tasks you need to do when you launch a website. The ongoing tasks are more content marketing related, and we will certainly cover this more in depth in the upcoming uh, upcoming episode. So whether you're planning for your next website or you've yet to do SEO work on your current website, there are six things we always do when launching a new website for our clients to help them see big SEO results. And I want to encourage you to either do these things yourself or to work with a professional to get them done. Because again, SEO is very powerful for small businesses. So first, if you recall from previous episodes about the flywheel marketing strategy, you already know that when building a new website, you can save yourself hours upon hours of time if you do keyword research for the main pages of your website before you start writing copy or designing your site. Now, in case you aren't familiar with keywords, Moz defines keywords as ideas and topics that define what your content is about. In terms of SEO, they are the keywords. Uh, SEO keywords are the words and phrases, sorry, that searchers enter into search engines. 
In other words, keywords are the words or phrases that people Google. And as a business owner or leader, you want to include relevant keywords on your web pages so that you can get your website in front of potential customers who are specifically looking for your products, services, or content. For the sake of keeping this episode short and sweet, I'm not going to break down our keyword strategy in full in this episode. However, if you'd like to learn more about keywords, how to choose them and how to use them, I want to encourage you to download our how to use keywords to improve your SEO guide at treefrogmarketing.com slash keywords, which we will be sure to include in the show notes. Again, visit treefrogmarketing.com slash keywords to download a guide that walks you through exactly how to choose and use keywords or visit the link in the show notes. While our team conducts keyword research before copywriting begins and then writes web pages with those keywords in mind, after a website is complete, your SEO team, our SEO team then adds Google Analytics to the site. So this is the next thing that you want to do. Google Analytics is a website tracking tool created by Google that allows you to collect and analyze data about users and how they interact with your website. Google Analytics can tell you things like how many people have visited your website and certain pages of your site, how people are finding your website, like are they finding it organically? Are they finding it through social media? How much time people are spending on your website and even like how much time they're spending on each page, which pages and blog posts are performing well and which aren't and so much more. Like guys, there are so many things you can learn about your website from Google Analytics and sometimes I just nerd out and look at all kinds of aspects of it. But adding Google Analytics to your website doesn't improve your SEO directly, meaning this is not what Google considers a ranking factor. If you just install it, you're not going to all of a sudden have better SEO results. However, this free tool provides you with much of the data you need to see how well your website is performing and where traffic is coming from. As a result, it can help you see what pages and blog posts are working and not working so you can adjust your SEO and content marketing strategy accordingly. For example, if you notice that blog posts around a particular topic tend to get a lot of website traction and that people are spending time truly reading those posts, that's likely a sign that you should write similar blogs to both serve your customers well and drive more traffic to your website. Adding Google Analytics to your website is fairly easy. Basically, you just need to create a Google Analytics account. Like you can just Google Google Analytics. I promise it will come right up and then copy your measurement ID into your website. That said, where you put your ID is going to depend on your website builder. At TreeFrog, we use and recommend both WordPress and ShowIt. So we'll include links to tutorials about installing Google Analytics to both of these platforms in the show notes. But if, again, if you just Google how to install Google Analytics to Squarespace or whatever web builder you use, you are almost certain to find a video or step-by-step instructions that walk you through the installation process. And it's probably a lot easier than you think. Now, in all honesty, so much of ranking well on Google is making Google happy. So in the next few steps, we're going to discuss a few small tasks you need to complete to make the powers that be at Google happy, including adding Google Analytics to your website. Many small businesses don't have an effective marketing strategy, and because of this, they try one tactic after another without seeing results. This not only prevents consistent business growth, it makes managing marketing efforts more difficult than it should. 
should be. As a marketing agency for small businesses, we understand how frustrating it can be when hard work doesn't deliver the results that you want. Because of this, TreeFrog has developed a proven four-step marketing system that will help any small business grow. On our website, you can also schedule a 30-minute discovery call to discuss working with TreeFrog to build a marketing strategy that will allow your small business to finally see the growth you've been working so hard to achieve. What would you do with an extra 45 minutes every workday? That would save you 16 hours a month or roughly eight days a year. And over the course of your career, we're talking about over one year of your life saved all that time back. Well, many independent business owners spend far more than 45 minutes a day on administrative tasks. And with HoneyBook, you can get that time back and then some. HoneyBook lets you easily manage projects, contracts, invoices, scheduling, and client communication, saving you time and allowing you to better serve your clients. For a discount on your first year of HoneyBook, visit honeybook.com and subscribe with the code PRIORITYPURSUIT. 45 minutes a day adds up quickly. Use it to focus on what matters most. After Google Analytics has been installed, the next thing you want to do is set up Google Search Console, which is another free tool Google offers that you can use to monitor, maintain, and troubleshoot your site's performance in Google Search results. Like Google Analytics, Google Search Console isn't a ranking factor, meaning installing it alone won't help your Google rankings. However, setting up Google Search Console is a is very important because it also provides really helpful data. Google Analytics is user-focused, meaning it provides data related to those who visit your website. But Google Search Console, on the other hand, is search engine-focused, meaning it provides specific data to your search engine rankings. When you install Google Search Console, you can monitor and track specific keyword rankings, your site's average position on Google, backlinks, and so many other fun things that I also like to nerd out about. But again, adding your website to Google Search Console doesn't directly improve your SEO rankings, but you want to utilize this tool so you have the data needed to measure the success of your SEO strategy and so you can make informed decisions accordingly. Now, setting up Google Search Console is also a fairly simple process. That said, you do need to make sure you have Google Analytics set up first. So install Google Analytics first because this is going to make setting up Google Search Console drastically, drastically easier. Essentially, Google already have a lot of your website information, so super simple. So we'll include links for tutorials about installing Google Search Console for both WordPress and show it in the show notes. But if you already have Google Analytics installed, simply go to Google Search Console's website and follow the prompts. Your web builder also likely has helpful tutorials available. Okay, so we've touched on tools in the last two steps, but next we're going to discuss something that actually is a ranking factor, meaning it can actually help improve your Google rankings, and that is submitting your sitemap to Google Search Console. So as smart as Google is, it does need a little help from time to time. And to make sure Google knows your website exists and how it functions and just all the pages and how everything links together, you need to tell Google that you have a website by submitting your sitemap. A sitemap is simply a file that includes a list of every web page, blog post, photo, video, and file on your website. Thankfully, your web builder almost certainly puts these files together for you. You're not going to have to go make some really, really long list. And all you have to do to get this files link is like to go to the back end of your website, 
and then copy and paste it into Google Search Console's sitemaps tab. So like with almost every other step we've discussed so far, if you use Google, if you, I mean, you everybody uses Google, sorry. But if you just Google how to submit your sitemap for insert whatever your web builder is here, you know, Squarespace, show it, whatever, you will most likely find a tutorial, but we will be sure to include tutorials for both WordPress and show it in the show notes. Something else you most definitely want to do to improve your SEO, because this is another ranking factor, guys, is to create a Google business profile. Now, in case you aren't familiar with this, a Google business profile is essentially an online storefront where you can display and share updates, photos, videos, your hours, your policies, and more about your business. When people search for products or services you offer or for your business specifically, Google then uses Google business profile to provide Google users with a snapshot of your business. If they'd like to learn more, Google users can then visit your website or even contact you for a quote through your business profile if you have this setting turned on. So it's important to register for a Google business profile because taking the time to do so shows Google that you are a legitimate business. To set up your profile, simply go to google.com slash business. You'll then be walked through every step of the process. That said, simply creating a Google business profile isn't enough to improve your SEO. You also need to keep your profile up to date by making sure all information displayed on your Google business profile is accurate and up to date, posting to your profile, and then asking for Google reviews. If you would like to learn more about why and how to use your online storefront, tune into episode 43, why you should be updating and posting to your Google business profile at the link in the show notes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, sorry guys, how many times can a person say Google business profile? That was a lot. But before we wrap up this section, I do also want to emphasize the importance of having a process that regularly generates new reviews. Reviews, regardless on what site they appear on, help Google see that your business is active and relevant. And if you're receiving reviews regularly, your business is much more likely to appear in Google's local pack, which is the section of Google that lists local businesses in search results when relevant. So you've probably looked for a local service at some point and you're definitely familiar with this. Like they used to call it the Google Maps section. But uh, your website, again, it's much more likely to rank well in search results. Again, Google really does like it when you get reviews anywhere on the web, but Google tends to like its own creations. So highly, highly recommend asking your customers to leave you Google reviews. Now, if asking clients for reviews isn't already a system you have in place, please, please, please change that as soon as possible. The best time to ask for reviews is really gonna depend like business to business, but usually if you can ask for that review right after delivering your product or service, making sure that like, they're really happy with it, you're pretty likely to get a Google review. But that is a conversation for another day. Now, last but not least, it's important to create consistent online directory listings. Online directories are websites or anywhere business information is listed online, like Yelp. It's important for you to take the time to create consistent online directory listings because when Google sees that your business's name, phone number, hours, email, and other information are consistent across online directories, your website is more likely to rank well. 
while you can manually create online directory listings, meaning you can go to each and every website and enter your business's information website by website. You can also invest in a service like Moz Local, that's what we use at TreeFrog, to update and maintain your listings for you. So again, we personally use Moz Local for our clients and we highly recommend it. Once you provide your business information, this platform will consistently list it on 1,000 plus directories. So essentially, you just have to give your information one time and it will put your directory listing information just all over all over the web. Get them all taken care of really like in just a few minutes. Now, as we wrap up this episode, I want to make something clear. It's important to complete these six steps because these tactics and tools will give you a firm SEO foundation. However, this isn't all there is to SEO. They're like, these are just the one time per new website tasks. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Google will certainly love that you took the time to complete these steps. However, Google's goal is to provide its users with the information they need as quickly and as accurately as possible. As a result, having a content marketing strategy that includes consistently creating helpful, relevant content for your ideal audience is even more important. Because when Google sees that your business is regularly producing content that answers questions and solves problems, Google will see your authority and be more likely to rank your website and your content well because your content serves Google users well. You know, it's Google's game. We got to play by their rules and kind of do what they like. But again, we will talk about content marketing more in depth in an upcoming episode of Priority Pursuit. But for now, whether it's time for a new website or you want to improve your current website's Google rankings, be sure to complete the six SEO tasks we discussed in this episode. Also, as an SEO coach, I can tell you that you or a member of your team are certainly capable of learning basic SEO principles and completing these tasks. Again, I teach small businesses how to do this on their own all the time. However, our team is also more than happy to complete these tasks for you. Whether you work with us to build a new website for your small business and we optimize it for search engines as we build your site, or you simply need assistance completing this, these tasks with your current website, don't hesitate to contact us. To learn more about our services, please visit treefrogmarketing.com to schedule a discovery call. I know this was a lot of information, guys, so thank you so much for like for nerding out with me and for tuning in to another episode of Priority Pursuit. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll take a moment to share it with your small business friends, to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and that you'll join us next week for even more marketing, boundary, and priority-driven tactics you can use to build a life in small business that you love.